Download Adam Sank's last comedy album on Amazon, iTunes, or Google Play. We're already in the shower together. <laughs> the risk has been taken. <laughs> if I don't blow you, the risk will have been for nothing. <laughs>
But, you know, we're all working, so we're live, ladies and gentlemen. You can hear us live. Well, we appreciate that. I'm going to sign off. Uh, oh, my mom is watching. Hey, hey Fi. So hey, I'm gonna, Mama's sake. I'm going to sign off Facebook Live because you bitches aren't paying. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, go to dnrstudios.com. Look up The Adam Sank Show. It's seven bucks a month. You don't just get me. You get, like, a host of podcasts, LGBTQ-friendly podcasts, all different kinds, daily, weekly, it's all right there. Seven bucks a month. Otherwise, wait a week and hear us on iTunes. Buy Facebook. Turn this shit off. All right. So, wow, I'm exhausted already. That's exhausting. Ryan, this is is our first uh, show since, first live show since November 30th. We have since had our holiday concert with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Ryan was a dancer. I danced. He was prancing. He was dancing. It was very um, joyous and festive and uh, fun and great. Also, Ryan has started rehearsal for a new play in mm-hmm. which he plays a tree. Mm-hmm. A birch tree. And it's happening at La Mama. La Mama What's in the, the spring. name of that play? It's called Trees. Mm, by Joyce Kilmer. <laughs> you don't even know who that no. is. Joyce Kilmer wrote a poem, I think, I, I think that I shall never see... A, a poem lovely oh. as a tree. Oh, I've, I know that poem. It should be part of the play if it's not. Anyway, Come See Ryan as a Tree. More information on that later. Um, what else happened? Oh, I had sex in a shower at the gym and <laughs> wow. uh, on the day of one of our concerts. Oh, yes. And um, I didn't know the person. And at the end of the sex, he goes, don't you have a concert to get to? Wow, that's... And it turned out he was a fan, and the only time I ever meet a fan is when I'm doing something absolutely disgusting and probably illegal. Yep. That's how that works. Why is the shade belt so far away? Uh, By the way, here's what it sounded like. Turn that down, JB. That's a little loud. That's Ryan faking an orgasm on the air a few months ago. All right, we have so much to talk about. I'm I'm spending a lot of time on bullshit. We're going to start with a very serious, serious story. Hmm. Uh This may be the most serious story that we do all year, and it's the end of the year. All right. Uh, Let's, Let's get into it. Okay. It's a little complicated. So you know that Facebook is riddled with fake news and fake ads, and it's obviously a problem politically, and Mark Zuckerberg won't do anything about it, et cetera. Well, now it's affecting our community in a very specific way because what's happening is that there are all these ads flooding Facebook that say that PrEP is dangerous, that PrEP causes organ failure, kidney failure, it's bad for your bones. These advertisements, first of all, that's not accurate. Second of all, they are being paid for by, um, uh, what do you call those, like uh, accident liability law firms. Hmm. You know when you're watching TV and it's like, have you had a slip and fall? Or like, um, Salino and Barnes, injury attorney. Right. They're paying millions of dollars and they're targeting specifically gay men. Right which they can do on Facebook, saying, like, if you've been injured by PrEP, which does all these terrible things to you, then call us. The fact is the CDC and other scientific studies show that Truvada, the drug that goes into PrEP that people take to prevent contracting HIV, mm-hmm. is overwhelmingly the evidence is that it's a safe drug. Yes. Now, every drug has some risk of side effects and injury. Of course. And what these lawyers are banking on is that they will find the one queen out of, you know, tens of thousands taking this who has suffered some deleterious effect. Mm -hmm. And then they can sue and and make millions. As a result, there are now a a lot of gay men out there who believe 
that PrEP is dangerous and they're not taking it. The fact is not using PrEP if you're sexually active mm-hmm. and you don't use condoms is far more dangerous than using PrEP. Right. And as a personal anecdote, I was on a Tripla for 12 years. That's the HIV drug that I took. Truvada is one of the main ingredients in a Tripla. My kidneys, fine. Great. My bones, never been better. Lovely. The bottom line is, if you see one of these ads, report it yes. as fake news, report it as spam, and if you have any questions about PrEP and its effects on you, ask your doctor. Yes, honey. Your healthcare professional. Read, what's, read what the CDC has to say. And in general, don't believe anything that you see on Facebook unless it is linked to a legitimate source like the New York Times, the Washington Post, etc., well, what does Facebook have to say about this? Nothing. Facebook's not doing shit. Yeah. As, as usual. As per usual. It's all about the money, honey, for them. Now it's time for our weekly Natalia Orphan update. Is she a sweet, young, lovable orphan? Or is she an evil dwarf in disguise? Time now for your Natalia update. I live for these. Okay. Natalia, <laughs> I'm not going to, yeah, do I need to recap again? Can we get like the right. spark notes? So once again, Natalia is the Ukrainian orphan who may or may not be a child, uh, whose original adoptive parents abandoned her and fled to Canada, leaving her alone in their house, claiming that she was an evil adult uh, dwarf disguised as a child and was terrorizing the family. Uh, she has since been adopted by a new family, has been living with them for years, and they seem to have no problems with her. The last time we were uh, live on the air, we uh, we ran a clip of her on the Dr. Phil show. Mm-hmm. She seems totally normal. Yeah. She, you know, she claims to be 16 now. She was allegedly abandoned at 8. Well, the original adoptive parents, the Barnetts, now have new charges filed against them. There were already charges pending of child abandonment. Now they're being charged with neglect because... While she was in their custody, they allegedly uh, refused to give her surgeries to correct problems caused by her dwarfism uh, that caused her great pain. And so basically, they're, they're charged with neglect of a, dis- of a dependent resulting in bodily injury. The Barnetts, of course, claim that Natalia planned to kill their three biological sons and Christine Barnett, used to stand over them as they slept, hid knives, places, put... Clorox in the coffee, etc. They even doubted whether Natalia was Ukrainian since they had um, <laughs> since they had someone speak to her in Russian and Ukrainian and she didn't understand what they were saying. <clears throat> but the am- oh, we got a phone call. But the amended affidavits cast doubt on the Barnett's claim that they believed Natalia was an adult. Uh, there's now dental records that indicate that Natalia was about eight or nine years old in 2011. So it's looking more and more like the Barnett's just abandoned yeah, a, just horrible people. A, a disabled child yeah. and made up this whole thing about her being an evil orphan dwarf, although she is a dwarf, uh, not evil. And um, I think this is the last time we're going to do this story because it used to be funny and now it's just increasingly sad. Yeah, it's just gotten sad. I mean, that first initial when we first broke the news and we were and we were it was really the highlight of 2019. I was really hoping for she's she's it actual just seems, adult dwarf it, thing. 
yeah, it was just absurd. And um, yeah, now I'm. I but just, now I feel I that she's a child. She's I, a child who needed help who and was, was abandoned, was in pain. I mean, yeah, we got. But I'm happy. I'm still so proud of that bumper that I worked so hard on. But I think it's it's <laughs> at this point great. we're going to be charged with cruelty. If As you playing. were recapping her uh, backstory, I was thinking that that should also be in song, like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I should tell story. the whole story. Maybe I'll rewrite it for 2020. Yeah. Okay, uh, we have a phone call, JB. Yes, we do. Could it possibly be Gail? Uh, no, it's Kelly? Ke- Kelly. Kelly? Kelly Milton? Yes. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Hi, honey. Hi, Hi, honey. Kelly is one of my oldest friends. She lives in Melbourne, Florida, and she and her daughter, Anaya, are huge fans of the ass. Huge, huge, huge fans. It's Anya. <laughs> What? It is Anya. Oh, I'm, I say your name wrong all this time? Yes. Oh, my God, Kelly. <laughs> you can just call her Ani or Anya, but we wanted just to call and wish you guys a happy holidays. Thank you so much. Can I just say that I knew it was Anya from the beginning, and Adam corrected me to tell me it was Anaya. Why is there an I in the middle of it if it's Anya? It's Anya. I'm sorry, but you're both saying your name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, technically, we pronounce it Anya, but because you know how it is when you have a messed up name in school, she just calls it Anya because if she doesn't want to be correcting her teachers all the time. Anya, is it true that you're really an evil dwarf masquerading <laughs> as a child? <laughs> yes, she is evil. She's now, not, however, a dwarf because she's taller than I am. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Anaya, how old are you at this point? Anya. I- I'm sorry, Anya, how old are you? I am 15. Can you believe that a 15-year-old listens to this filth and her mother allows her I to? I simply cannot, but I, it brings me so much joy. Oh. And Anya, I am a huge fan of yours, and your, uh, your Facebook posts make me very happy. Side note, she's getting a whole bunch of sexual education that they probably don't teach in school. Exactly. So yeah, but it's the listen. wrong kind of sex. Like, you know. Well, it's good to be well, well-rounded. It's prep. good to have, you know, it's good to have a, a nice... Um, I don't know where I was going with this. I don't know either. All right, so uh, you guys, what did you call in to say? We just seriously wanted to say happy holidays. Anya finally had a chance to catch you guys, so we figured we'd call. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. I love you both. Kelly, I've loved you since seventh grade, even when you hated me. (laughs) I I hated you for about two weeks, and then I realized that you were about to be my partner in crime if we were ever going to survive that school. That's right, honey. We were at an evil middle school. All right, well, love to you both. Love to the dog. Thank you so much for listening, and have the merriest of Christmases. You too. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Christmas, I do have to thank Gail, who sent us lovely gifts. Yes. I got Elmo socks. Yes, Mama Gail. I got, uh, oh. That, that could be Gail. Oh, my goodness. What'd you, what'd you get? Um, I got um, Bugs Bunny and then the um, the Martian. Cute. I got socks. Tasmanian, the, the devil. I enjoy it. Adorable. It's party animal. And, and then yes, so- it is Gail. Someone got us a box of sex toys, and we don't know who. Who is this person? So if that, were, if that was you, please fess up. We're very appreciative. And t- I want to thank Derek and Romaine for the lovely holiday crate, yes. including the 2020 DNR Studios calendar. Oh, yes. For which Ryan and I are the April poster children. Mm-hmm. Just little bunnies. Just two little for Easter. Two little gay, little gay bunnies. bunnies. Caller, you say what? Gail? Yes. Hi, Hi Gail. <laughs> we love Merry your socks. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you I so much for the socks. Did. Oh, they'll fail. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't want to get Christmas socks because then you can only wear them at Christmas. 
Now I can wear them all year round. You're, right. You're so thoughtful. They're adorable. They're perfect. Uh, I'm going to wear one on my penis. I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's perfect. Only if you take pictures and send me one. Absolutely. <laughs> Gail, what are you doing for Christmas? <laughs> Not a damn thing. <laughs> you, Honestly, the weather gets cold and then warm and cold and warm. So half the time, I forget it's even December. Gail, are you talking to us from a padded cell? The echo is really uh, no. unbelievable. No, but I was calling to tell you that I had to crank your volume up very high. Um, I don't usually have to. Uh-oh, Uh-oh. JB, are our levels back? you got some splaining to do. Uh, I'm just calling from my regular phone. Gail, thank you so much for that because we need a, we oh, need a, we need a sound Feedback check from important. the audience. Mm-hmm. I apologize and, 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 if our levels have been too low. I will spank JB's <laughs> bare bottom when the show is over. Well, Please give it don't. a little spank for me, too. I will. And, Gail, we really thought you had sent us the sex toys. Now we don't know who sent us those. <laughs> it's a I, I, box. I don't know where down here you would even buy sex toys. Oh, In I'm Myrtle sure, Beach? I'm sure, I'm sure there's, there's a spot. Yeah. Right, well, but, <clears throat> pictures... Pictures with uh, socks on penises will do just nicely. You got it, baby. I, we both love you. We all love, we love you. you. Merry Christmas. I love you, boys. Have a very good holiday. Happy Thanks, New Year. Girl. Stay warm. Kisses. Bye. Kisses. Bye. That was so nice. Yeah, it's lovely to hear from some listeners. Yeah. Brian, a British man has been sentenced to life in prison for killing a friend of his because his friend dropped his pants oh. and showed him his enormous dick. Oh my Wait, goodness. so did he kill him by choking on his dick? Like, <laughs> if the man's dropping his <laughs> pants in front of you, better, you better satisfy him before you off someone. <gasps> Especially with a big penis. Like, you better <laughs> swallow it down, girl. That was not how he killed him. Uh, let's see. According to friends, the victim, Paul Lundy, 48, was known for drunkenly exposing himself in front of people at parties to show off the size of his penis. Which, by the way, I've said this before. If I had a big penis, this is what I would do, Always too. show it. it would, I would just be always out. Yeah. They say that the exhibition, exhibitionist was a ladies' man. But Nathan Calder, 28-year-old of Kidderminster, I guess that's somewhere in the U.K., was found guilty last Wednesday of uh, Lundy's murder. They'd been drinking together at Lundy's house Back in May, when the attack occurred, they de- they described each other as good friends. Oh, this is terrible. He um, he had notable facial injuries. It sounds like he was, let's see, Calder admitted stabbing Lundy, but claimed that he had been sexually propositioned and manhandled by him. Other people who know knew it. Lundy said that's bullshit because he thought he was God's gift to ladies, uh, and just a little too affectionate. His son. Uh, said he was proud of the size of his... This is a quote. He was proud of the size of his penis. It was a potty trick. What? Okay. You know, Nathan... uh, Milton um, Berle used to do this. Milton mm -hmm. Berle, the the comedian, television, early TV Mm -hmm. comedian, had had an enormous dick and was very proud of, like, showing it off and Mm -hmm. and would just, like, take it out and put it on the table. Like, okay, if you're presenting penis, I I don't know if... (laughs) Presenting penis. If you're presenting penis, I'm sucking it down like some (laughs) other gods, especially if it's big. Like, ugh, I am dick-worshipping. The fuck? All right, I'm just picturing Kelly and Anya, like, (laughs) like, listening to this. I am so sorry. (laughs) No, but um, I do think that uh, it's it's one thing to... um, say, hey, put your dick away. It's another thing to uh, kill the person uh, in order to to have said dick put away. No, there's absolutely no defense. 
um, particularly if he was just showing it off. Now, if someone assaults you and you literally defend yourself with a knife and accidentally kill them, that's a different thing. But it doesn't sound like that's what happened here. But it just goes to show you. I can't wait. To you know there's going to be a moral. Yes. Even if you have a huge dick, you shouldn't just be like showing it to people without their consent. Exactly. Consent is key. I just want to say to all the big dicked men out there, you have, you have... my <laughs> unconditional consent. And Mine too. Yeah. yeah. You can show as, me dick. As I said, I will suck it to the high god. Oh, my I can't ho- guarantee I tried to that. Oh my god. What's with the sound? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Oh no, I was just saying I I I won't I can't guarantee that I'll suck it, but I'll definitely give it um, an applause or a, a salute. This is the best holiday show ever. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jason Derulo says his enormous penis was edited out of the movie Cats. Oh, I saw this. Jason Derulo's dick has been in the news literally all month. Mm-hmm. There's been story after story. First, he posted this um, thirst trap picture on Instagram, where he was like wearing like tight. <laughs> That, yes. This is a clip from Cats, by the way, where, where he was wearing shorts or a bathing suit or something, and you could see the outline of this very big dick. It wasn't obscene. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see, like, head or veins, but Instagram deleted there. it, Ooh, and he was furious about that. Um, First of all, Jason Derulo is real fine. And, yeah. Like, it, he has me, girl, obsessed with for high heaven. <laughs> There's a, really, JB's obsessed with sucking dick today. I've, I've been on a real, real path. December. Yeah, bro. Destroy your no dick, December. <laughs> well, so then he, he uh, came out with a statement and said, I can't help my size. He wrote, fuck you mean. I have underwear on. <laughs> A spokesperson for Facebook, which owns Instagram, said the post violated the site's guidelines by featuring aroused genitalia. He claims he was not aroused. So then in Cats, he's running around in tights. And you can't. I can't with that. And apparently it was very exposed. I mean, you could see the whole thing through the underwear. So they they digitized it out because, you know, it's a family movie. And cats aren't supposed to have, like, giant penises. According to Cocktails and Cock Talk... Jason also responded to a porn offer. He was offered $500,000 to do porn. He, re- he responded by saying, I'm going to need a way bigger bag than that. He also confirmed I was not aroused. I was literally like getting out of the water. I don't want to say I was shriveled up. I definitely didn't have a cold shrivel. It seems more to the front. If it's on the side and it's just chilling on the side, it's a semi. This is all from Derulo. An arousal looks different. It's a different vibe. When it's fully aroused, it's a different beast. Ooh. So he's having a lot of fun. Which cat does he play? Oh, this is a good question. I'll tell you in a second. Is he McCavity or is he... No, um... he's just a side cat. <laughs> no, he's, he's got to be one of the, like... Um... He's McCockity. Because uh, I was I was uh, aroused by um, he's the rum tum tugger. Oh yeah, the rum tum tugger is really hot. which is perfect. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that want to rum and tum and tug and on tug that and yeah, all that. That's hilarious. Meanwhile, I have a question for everyone. Does Eminem have a secret gay sex tape? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so too. Nick Cannon claims that he does. Nick Cannon and Eminem have been in a feud for 10 years. It goes back to 2009 when Eminem claimed that he had dated Mariah, which Mariah denies, and he said some shit about her. During and it, the time she was married to him. Can like, you swallow your bagel before you chime in? 
Uh, yeah. So he's, I don't want to get into it because it's so boring and there's nothing less interesting to me than a rap battle. The only reason I'm mentioning it is because of the gay sex angle. Yes. Um, anyway, so in the, over the past couple months, it's been like really intense. Nick keeps releasing songs and raps where he disses Eminem. Eminem has mostly ignored it. Nick but does? Yes. He's releasing music? <laughs> yeah, like on his own. Oh, okay. On like YouTube and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Nick's yeah. like lost his mind. He yeah. wears like a turban I now. Know. He's become super militant. And uh, and apparently he and Mariah are still very close, even though they're divorced. Right. So he, uh, I wish I could find the the verse, but basically he impl- he said that Eminem's chauffeur has video of Eminem sucking a cock. The chauffeur? And so Eminem wrote back... Oh, this is on Twitter. You mad, bro? Stop lying on my dick. I never even had a show for you, bougie fuck. Clown face emoji. Wow. It's an interesting denial. Mm-hmm. He's not saying he never sucked a dick. There you go. He's just saying He's he just never had a show for <laughs> So, I don't know. Eminem, if you ever saw the movie The Interview, mm-hmm. Eminem comes out, he plays himself, and he comes out as gay like on like an Access Hollywood-type show. It's very funny. I don't think he's got an issue with gay people. I know he's had homophobic lyrics. I know he's had misogynistic lyrics. I, I, he's, like, real real close with Elton John. Yeah. He apparently got Elton John and David Furnish matching cock rings for their wedding. Oh, my like, God, that's amazing. I think he's okay with yeah. it. And I think if he were gay, he, would, he really would come out. I'm sure that he's um, one of those people that, like, over time has um, become more... I'm sure he's seen a cockatoo. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's time now for our uh, RuPaul's Drag Race update with our RPDR correspondent, Ryan Frosting. Shantae, you stay. Um, I actually don't have... Uh... Of course you don't, but I have it. Well, no, I don't even have um, rundowns. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah. Well, that's JB's fault. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Um so it's the end of the decade. We've we've just recently celebrated ten years of RuPaul's Drag Race. Wow! I know it's crazy. Um, and what's, what what's crazy is that I think right now we're actually starting to see, like in the past year or two, is really the the huge surge of its sort of catapult into the mainstream. Um, there was an interview um, that was um, Alaska and Bob the Drag Queen and a lot of the other winners. Um, they were talking about what their favorite season. They was. were surveyed. Yeah. And um, both said that the that season four is the best season of Drag Race, and I would agree that it was the. I I don't know if it's the best season, but I think it was the the season. This was the season that uh, Sharon Needles was the winner, and it was mm-hmm. the first time that um, mainstream, or at the time that version of of the mainstream was seeing s- sort of weird. Um, uh, artistic, dark drag, and not sort of um, fishy pageant um, female impersonation. So it was kind of a, a, a big deal that she won, and it began this sort of golden age of Drag Race, season four, season five, season six, where the show really started to like come into its own and um, become what it is today. But I think that those earlier seasons, it was sort of pre-Instagram, so the fan base hadn't become what it is now. And I think that um, even though those queens were getting attention, they weren't necessarily like the factory hadn't been created yet. Do you agree that season four is the best? I don't think it's the best. I think season six is the best, Bianca's season, only because it was the first season that I felt 
was really well produced and had a strong cast. You know how they're always talking about, thank you, JV. Mm-hmm. You know how they're always talking about like filler queens? Yes. I think season six was the first season where the filler queens were actually really funny and really entertaining. Like Gia Gunn and um, who can, um, Jocelyn Fox. Mm-hmm. Like these were queens that, that were actually really entertaining and were good competitors. Sometimes you see those queens that get on and it's kind of like, okay, you know that they're going to go home first. Right. Um, I just think that it was, uh, that, that was really um, Drag Race in its prime. But I do think that season four was um, sort of the beginning of the phenomenon. I think everything that came before it was still super underground and then season four came around and, and Sharon Needles won and it was sort of like, whoa, what is this thing? And then people wanted to get Good to it. know. Yeah. Well, once again, we dedicate this segment to Anya Milton. Yes. Not Anaya, but Anya. Because this is her favorite part of uh, the ass. Being right about that is one of the best things. Ryan, you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Thank I you. I eat my heart out. Thank you, Adam. You drink my milkshake. Thank you so much. Um... You know, Ryan and I were talking off the air a couple of days ago about how the winner of Project Runway gets, what, like half a mil? Yeah. It's, and, and what is the winner of Drag Race? It's $100,000. It's $100,000 a um, lifetime supply. It, it changes. Yeah, what the hell is a lifetime so, supply? So it used to be a sickening supply, and then <laughs> it was a lifetime supply. I don't know uh, a year's supply. I don't know what it is now. I, I, I don't remember. But I, it's not a huge prize package. When mm-hmm. you think about how much the show has um, blown up over the past couple of years, you would think that one of these seasons they would just go like 150 or like... It would increase over time. But as I pointed out to Ryan, when you win Project Runway, mm-hmm. you might never be heard from again. You certainly might not be rich. Right. You know, it's very hard to be a successful fashion designer. Even if you are a success, you can lose all your money and your business and, you know, end up working at a McDonald's. If you're on RuPaul's Drag Race, even if you're the first queen to go home, you can probably get club gigs for the rest of your life. Well, and that's what I was saying. So now when when you go on RuPaul's Drag Race now, your your career is is just basically, um, it's not handed to you per se, but like, Every single one of those queens knows exactly what the other side of Drag Race looks like. They right. all know to get their merch ready. They know to get their their um, social media stuff together. They have it, a team. There's a package involved now. That, I love a package. I love a package, too. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for um, this uh, phenomenon to carry on. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Adam. Once again. Yes. Um, <clears throat> we're getting very close to our, uh, our musical... Oh, I can't segment wait. with our fabulous guests. But speaking of holiday music, so every year this question of is Baby It's Cold Outside about date rape right. every resurfaces. Year. Yes. And John Legend released a new version which gets rid of the rapey lyrics and uh, sort of a sanitized with version. With Kelly Clarkson. With Kelly Clarkson. Thank you, JB. So there's no question as to what the intentions are. Well, Two comedian friends of mine, including Rick Chrome, who's been on this mm-hmm. show, uh, Rick Chrome and Veronica Mosey made a hilarious uh, video where it was supposed to be like PBS has unearthed this rare footage of Frank Lesser and his wife, the composer Frank Lesser, uh, performing the original version, which is even more offensive and rapier than the one that we're used to. And it's funny because, you know, they're both, they can both really sing and Rick plays the piano. So here is Rick Chrome and Veronica Mosey with their parody of the original version of Baby It's Cold Outside. Let's take a listen. 
I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Please get out of my way. Please let me lick your thighs. This evening has been... I can't wait to pound you. A threat to me. Mind if I watch you while you my pee. My mother will call the... No one can make me stop. My father will be pounding your door. Throw your clothes right here on the floor. So really please let me scream. Now's the time to worry. Hey, when did you padlock the door? Hi, you didn't notice before. <laughs> The basement is cold down there. Say what's in this tree? You'll soon be out cold, I swear. I wish I knew how. Your eyelids are heavy. To find my way. You'll never see the light of day. I'm trying to say no, no. I moved no, in like a bulldozer. At least I can say that I tried. Get inside the box now and cry. I really must go. No, I don't think so. No, oh, but it's, it's cold outside. So good. Come on. That's awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love those two. I let me tell you something. I've tried multiple times to get Veronica Mosey on this show because she What's would be a tea? terrific guest. She's one of those get one of those potential guests who's always like, I think I can do that date, but let me get back to you. And then she never, never can. She's very busy. But she and Rick are two of the funniest people I know. I've done a million shows with them and Rick, you know, really straddles uh, both comedy and Broadway. He's, mm -hmm. He was in Footloose on right. Broadway. You're in town. He he created musical. He's such a talented person. We got to get him back yeah. too. All right, it's time for our weekly LGBTQ Pride update. Hit it, Ann Steele. Love really can take us there, can it? Let's just take us where where all of our dreams all our can. Dreams. They can fly. They will fly. Mine have already flown <sighs> out the door. <sighs> oh, oh wow. Ryan, you're getting oh. a little too excited. Oh, oh my god, I'm oh. sorry. It's just Anne Steele. She just. Oh yes, thank you, Anne. So there are no Pride celebrations happening anywhere, of course, because it's Christmas week. But uh, LGBTQ Pride people around the world um, continue to be proud of our our fight, our struggle, our heritage, our fabulousness, our talent. You're about to see, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I don't even know if both of them are gay. We're gonna find out, but yes. one of them certainly is. We're about to see their talents. So let's all say what we're proud of this week, starting with Ryan. Oh God. Um, I'm proud of um, my new job and the success that I have um, had there yes. in a short time. I just got my first holiday bonus. Come on, bonus. Yes. So that's exciting. That's I'm wonderful. Proud of, I'm Congratulations. Proud of that work. Thank you. JB. Um, I'm proud to be here. Like life has thrown many curveballs this year, and I feel I stand up on my own. And it's great. That's beautiful, yes. JB. I'm proud here, of here. you too. Um, I'm proud just that we did our holiday concerts and once again learned all those words and all those notes wow. and went to all those rehearsals. Did. Even though they stick me in the, like the eighth row and no one can fucking see me, I'm still proud to be part of the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Yes. On that note, let uh, me shift here. We are thrilled to have these two guests in studio with us to celebrate the holidays. As listeners know and love Marty Thomas for his music and for all the times he's been a fabulous guest and fill-in co-host on this show. His new album, Slow Dancing with a Boy, dropped on December 6th and has been no exaggeration, burning up the charts ever since, soaring to number 19 on the iTunes pop charts. Not like the gay pop charts, the real pop charts, 19. But also in studio today, we have another beautiful and talented man, guitarist and musical director Alex Ortega. They're both here. Alex is holding his guitar. Marty is holding his penis. They are going to perform live for us. So please give a warm-ass welcome to Marty Thomas and Alex Ortega. 
Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. How hey. are you? Alex, you're going to have to get a lot closer to All that right. microphone. Yeah, I'm trying to not bump into stuff. Welcome to you both. Marty, congratulations on the album. Thank you. Yeah, congrats. Thank are you, you. Are you t- t- thrilled and amazed by the, by the success? Both of those things. I'm completely amazed. I, it was my first studio album in 17 years. And um, I, your proud segment got me thinking. I am so proud of this year that I've had. As well, you should be. It's a wonderful album. It really Thanks, is. Adam. Thank you. And after Thank you. you, you did this show a little early on in your your press tour. Uh, once the album dropped, you were everywhere. I saw you like in, on every gay blog and every <laughs> gay magazine. I don't know who your publicist is, but you're not paying them enough. You got some really good press. Thank you. And Thank great you. notices. You know, everyone agreed that it was really a stunning achievement. Thank you. I, I think I've been a hustler for, you've known me for a long time, mm-hmm. and I've been hustling for um, a long time in the city, and I think I was I was really pleasantly surprised that my friends in, in press and podcasts and blogs and things really did me a solid with this with promoting this album. Well, you know, we all respect and admire your talent, but also, like, you're a good guy. Thank you. And that makes it easy to, to promote you. Some people are talented, but they're assholes. There really are a lot of those, aren't there? We'll mm-hmm. still have them on the show, <laughs> but then we'll talk about them behind their backs yeah. afterwards. I also love this sort of zebra uh, hat that you've got going on. Where, what really do you comfy. see zebra? It's not Where zebra. You ever seen a zebra? Is it, is it brown cow? It's but brown cow and stunning. Like stunning. No, it's, 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 it's like leopard. a cheetah that you'd never actually see in nature. It's fuzzier yeah. than a cheetah. It's like a New Jersey cheetah. Yeah. 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 Like, like a Dalmatian that uh, maybe is playing in the mud. Now, you're here with Alex Ortega. We've never seen Alex before, and uh, he's a very handsome man. I live my life incognito, man, like my browser history, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Incognito oh, yeah. window. Well, we want to get to know you a little bit. So um, you got a man, a woman, a uh, cat, a dog? I got a girlfriend. She's a nurse. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. you're a heterosexual. Yeah, I'm boring, man. JB just got really turned on when you said you were no, heterosexual. I did. I did. Hi, he, it's a doing? challenge for him. Merry Christmas, man. How long have you Merry been with Merry the girlfriend? <laughs> What's up? How long have you had the girlfriend? Uh, a few years. Like, you know, on and off, but on for the past couple. Now, do you like it when she wears her nurse's uniform during the act of love? No, honestly, like, it never happens, mainly because, like, she works in the ER in New York Presbyterian, and it's disgusting. So, like, you <laughs> That's know... That's not a turn-on for you? Yeah, no, like, I, um, <laughs> before the show, when you were talking about, like, the sex toys and what to do with them, and, you, like, there was, I mean, the amount of times that somebody comes in with, like, something stuck up their butt that they couldn't get out. Yeah. She tells me every and time. And that's just me and Ryan. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we talk about this all the time on the show. Uh, what has been the strangest thing your wife, or, sorry, your girlfriend has actually seen uh, up an ass? Well, they, it wasn't that it was so strange, but it was that, like, they just left them with all the regular nurses instead of putting them in, like, a psych area. There was somebody tripping out on meth because they stuck, like, a meth ball. Oh. Like, a... Like, I guess the equivalent of, like, a meth eight ball, like, straight oh, up their no. ass. Oh, my God. And was just, like... Tr- they like were insane. Going were insane in the emergency yeah, don't, room. Listeners, don't, don't try that at That's home. Do not. Yeah. Anya, if you're listening. Wait, you guys have talked about this before. What's the weirdest thing you guys have come up with? Well, we read a whole article about it um, that uh, they had pulled medical professionals and ER people and, said, and asked them. And so the one was uh, a porcelain pig. That a guy had stuck up his butt, which totally makes sense to me. Porcelain? Yeah. Porcelain. Maybe the... the or feel- ceramic. Like a little ceramic pig. Wouldn't that... Yeah. Isn't that breakable? 
Yeah, that's what Wouldn't I would want be scared of. Durable? That no. I feel like that's one of the better things to have up your ass. It's smooth and, it, and it's hard to break that. Yeah, if it's ceramic, because then it's like got like structural integrity. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't there like a like a grilled cheese sandwich? Oh yeah. That was well. That was trapped in a woman's fold because <sighs> she was so uh, large. And when they removed it from her fold, she said, "Oh, that's where that went." Oh no! Whoa! Did someone, I feel like someone stuck tuna fish up somewhere. There was a tuna fish there sandwich. There was coleslaw. Yeah. A lot of it was food, food. in yeah. women's vaginas. That's I had, crazy. I dated an ER doctor once who said the weirdest thing he had ever removed from somebody was uh, new potatoes. Hmm. Like a bunt. He had fourteen of them in, and he was Whoa. like, "And that was just the second time." And I was like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> he said, "Well, we had to like C-section him up to get them out the first time." And I'm like, "And then when he healed." He, he went back for more. Oh my God. He was like, they always go back for more. I mean, they always go back. Everyone for knows more. if you're going to stick potatoes up your butt, they should be old potatoes, not new potatoes. Yeah. Uh, on that note, on that why, note, why don't we? Um, I want to talk to you guys a little later about how you met and started collaborating. But let's get a live song for the listeners. Marty Thomas and Alex Ortega here on the Adam Sank Show. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening, a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay is a new bird, to sing a love song while we stroll along, walking in a winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman We'll pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no man But you can do the job while you're in town Later on, we'll conspire As we dream by the fire To face unafraid the plans that we made Walking in the winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman We'll pretend that he is Parson Brown Well, he'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man But you can do the job while you're in town Later on, Later on we'll, we'll conspire, conspire As we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made walking in the winter wonderland oh walking in the winter wonderland walking in the winter wonderland yes that was fantastic Thanks, Alex, man. in addition to playing guitar, you have a beautiful voice, and the two of you, your voices sound so nice together. So Thanks. Nice. So That's sweet. really him, though. He makes he can make anybody sound good. Like I force air out, but he like shapes the air around it to sound better. You, you crazy? Both have such a lovely tone. How did you How did you meet? How did you collaborate? Tell us the story. We got paired together on a gig at the W Hotel. There was a series that Alex was really very um, instrumental in curating. That was uh, a Broadway series that weekly would feature. A full Broadway cast, and Alex would arrange shows around the Broadway cast, like Hamilton and um, Natasha Pierre, yeah. um, and many, many, many great casts. And every once in a while, they would bring in a guest that wasn't actually in that show to just do a number or two. And I think it was Natasha Pierre and the Comet 
you were for Natasha Pierre was the second time. I think the first time was Holiday Inn. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. And we got show. paired together to do a couple of numbers together. And we just in the rehearsal, the brief rehearsal we had before the gig, we really hit it off and started doing a lot of gigs together. Yeah, there's a lot Great. of pictures and video of you guys online. I was like, did they date? What's going on here? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, he's, my, he's Musical, my straight man. Musically. Is Alex on your album? He's not on my album, but he's in just about every concert I've done in the last couple of years. He'll be at my album release on January 5th. Nice. I recorded the album in Orlando. So I used mm. um, all local musicians and, uh, of course, flew in a lot of singers that guested on the album. But used all local musicians. That's yeah, awesome. I would love it if the two of you just released like an acoustic album together. We were actually joking about it yeah. um, when we were we got together and hung out. This should have been a fifteen minute rehearsal, but we got high and it took five hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I had a dollar for every time. Yeah, it's I mean, all why part else of would the Ryan Frosting plan. <laughs> you know, plan now. Plan it. Don't do it. Yeah, uh, Alex, tell us about yourself in terms of your uh, where'd you grow up and and how'd you come to this uh, uh, musical life. Oh, I started playing as an adult. Honestly, wow. Uh, yeah, no, I had cancer in college. Wow. And I was playing soccer up at Fordham, and then they were like, "Oh, well, you just got to sit on your ass the next six months." I was like, oh, fuck, like, what am I going to do? So I uh, smoked a lot of weed and taught myself guitar. And then, you know, I, I feel like uh, probably a year after I graduated, there was an open mic across the street from where I was living with my dad. So uh, a place called the West End, mm -hmm. on 107 and uh, West End, where Broadway splits. And uh, they had an open mic back when it was the Underground Lounge. And I just showed up one day with a guitar. And uh, there were some girls in the back that were complaining that nobody played any black music. So I sang some Marvin Gaye, and they're like, hey, man, you want to help host the show? The, the guy who runs it has to move back to Texas. So I got my first show, and I knew, like, four chords. Wow. So I would, like, learn every fucking week on stage, and then, you know, every, like, every few years something would happen where I'd, like, sit in with a band, and they'd be like, hey, you want to join the band? I'd be like, sure. And so it all happened, like, really organically. Like, when I met Marty, like, I want to say, like, less than six months before that, I was working a regular construction job, and I so got hot. sick. I, I got sick and had to stop working. I like had to resign because I just was unable to. What kind of cancer did you have? I had bladder cancer. Wow. I was young. Yikes. And they treated it and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're okay? Yeah, yeah. And then I had like some other things, just, you know, just random stuff over years. But I, like those things were building up. And so I had to resign from my job. Not like two days later, I get a call from my buddy uh, Daniel Watts, who's now in Tina. He's playing Ike Turner. Oh, wow. Um, and, like, he's a million fucking TV shows now. Uh, he's killing it. That's why he doesn't answer my phone calls now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he brought me into the W, and that's kind of where I met folks. And I was just, it was... The it W was, Hotel. Yeah, where, like, I was MDing those shows, and mm -hmm. I would meet a new cast every two weeks. And so, like, that kept me employed. Like, I wasn't sure how I was going to make money. I just needed to take time for my that's body an incredible to Incredible story. Yeah, it's been pretty sweet. It's really inspiring. I feel like if I, were, if I were ever diagnosed with cancer, God forbid, like, I would spend six months watching Netflix. Like, you spent <laughs> six months, like, just teaching yourself a, a new art. Well, sometimes and, and so well fight. that you could do it professionally. Yeah, like, that's fucking amazing. amazing. Well, but you know what? It's like, like, I probably would be a much lazier person without it. Like, you know, just historically, I wouldn't have made the same choices. Like, all of a sudden, like, you just have this weird, like, psychological switch that turns on that you're like, oh, fuck, I might die. Fuck this shit. And then you just, like, start practicing stuff just so you don't, like, get 
caught up in that thought every day, you know? I'd yeah. like to think that I could do that. <laughs> I, I would like to think, I'd think that as so well. I'd be so lazy yeah. and like, I would just be a nihilist and be like, fuck everything. But Alex is my most, I think he's my most interesting friend. You know, my, I have a side hustle. I'm a hairdresser. Yes. Pretty, full time. Um, Alex works in construction. Yeah. Which is gig. so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. But I'm not like, I'm, I'm actually like the guy who just like dresses nicer on the construction site. So You're everybody like a supervisor. Like, yeah, sort of. Yeah. I like, I do the paperwork, just make sure people get paid. You don't have the, the hard hat and the, no, I, I wear a hard hat. Oh, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, like but I, he's the one in the suit that catches somebody in a mm -hmm. cadre mm -hmm. position. Mm, that's nice. yeah. Oh, oh. I'd yeah. Like to see I'm the guy that's like, hey, don't smoke weed on the site. Yeah, and like not knowing that when I go home, I'm gonna spark one up. You know. Yeah, I was like, note to self. <laughs> is, ever, is everyone in this room a stoner except for me? Alex just Maybe. got super hotter in my book. Cause right, because he's smoking pot. Because yeah, you now you think you can get him. And hard hat and all, it just everything works. <laughs> that's one thing my girlfriend tries to make me like wear, not during sleep, but just in general around the ass. She's like, put your hard hat on. I'm like, no. <laughs> she'll, <laughs> she'll, do that. she'll put her little nurse. The problem with the nurse's costume is it isn't what it used to be. Like, right. Yeah. Now nurses wear those Scrubs. ugly green smocks. And yeah. like sweatpants, like nurses aren't. Yeah, now they have those um those scrubs that are supposed to be like chic fashion. It's called fig or something. Oh, look They're at trying, you, Ryan. I know. All right. Well, before we waste any more time talking about that, let's hear another uh, a holiday favorite. And once again, I thank you guys so much for coming in and doing this. It, I love um, Christmas music, and um, so I it's just a treat for me. At the end of the year, last year we had the lovely Erica Amato. Who, if she's listening, we send our our love to you yes. and wish you very happy holidays. But this year we have Marty Thomas and Alex Ortega, so they're gonna play another song for us. So hit it. All right. Okay. Uh, I start this one off, right? Yeah. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow It doesn't show signs of stopping And I've brought some corn for popping The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I hate going out in the storm but if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying My dear, we're still goodbying As long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight how I hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight All the way home I'll be warm The fire is slowly dying And my dear, I'm still goodbying As long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Let it snow. 
Wow. Absolutely wonderful. So good. Thanks, I guys. I love when you guys went up on those jazz chords in the last verse. Yeah. That was really beautiful. Do you get nervous performing live? Really depends. I It depends on the situation. I had a concert this weekend, or last weekend, with Jason Robert Brown, oh, which I don't yes. know if he, like, rings, tingles he, in your he head rings like he does yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but he heard a track that I, of his that I did on the album and invited me to do, like, a night with him, with his orchestra and his shit. choir and... Just kind of a big deal, and I was a wreck all day, just a wreck. But generally speaking, I just get kind of excited. Mm-hmm. I get like excited jitters, not so much nerves. Adrenaline, adrenaline. But that day, I I think I was, I was very nervous. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm on stage, or when I have have been on stage, I I have a moment where I sort of leave my body. Same. It's not so much nervousness. It's just like, oh, what am I doing here? And then you have to like quickly go back in. Yeah, otherwise I feel like you're I lose it. I feel like I I black out. Like mm-hmm. the moment I get on stage, I black out, and then when it's over, I like don't remember what happened. I just took an acting class with um, Jack Plotnick. I don't know if you know his name, but he's one of those actors that you don't know immediately recognize him. But he's but literally he's been... in everything. Yeah. I met him on Grace and Frankie, and he's in every show. He wrote the musical Disaster as well. Oh, um, okay. he t- has this ebook, this free ebook online that talks about his philosophies and his class is like just a door opener. I feel like every performer, every public speaker, every actor should take his class because it talks all about shedding nerves and talking about the vultures on your shoulder and that mm-hmm. feeling of leaving your body and watching yourself, which he's like, that's not possible. Right. It's not, you can't do that. Right. So you've just got to tell that vulture to shut up. And um, some of his shut up vulture. Just so great. <laughs> you shut up. Well, you shut up. It's time now for everyone's favorite quiz show. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yeah. Alex, what's the worst Christmas song of all time? Oh, what was that one that you played the other day? It was the Hawaiian Christmas one. It was just weird. It was just like, some, you know, some white people in the 50s, like we took over Hawaii and they were like, fuck the natives. Let's write a song. It yeah. is a terrible you know? song. But you know what I learned about Melekalikimaka? The reason why that's how you say Merry Christmas in Hawaiian is because they don't have any sound for R or S. Oh, There's literally hilarious. no sound in the language. So Merry Christmas becomes Melekalikimaka. Which is kind of interesting. That's yes, cool. it's shitty. What do you say, Marty? Worst Christmas song? Oh, worst Christmas song? It's really, I mean, like anything off of Justin Bieber's holiday album. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> Ass over oh, wait. That's the wrong one. Sorry. Shade. Yeah. What else? Uh, I love Christmas music. Me it's too. I, I think I would hark back, harken back to like O10 and Bomb. Bores me to tears. I'm going to have to go with I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I love that song. Yeah. It makes me angry. Why? Because it's, her voice is fucking annoying. Do you just I think don't it's like what adults try to sound it? like. Yeah, it sounds like Natalia singing it. Ryan, um, Last Christmas. Oh, by Wham? Yeah. yeah I'm not a fan yeah. of that either. Oh, really? No. JB? I think all Christmas songs are kind of poopy. What a wah, room. Wah. Ho- poopy? Happy Quantum. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Uh, this is a 12 Days of Christmas quiz, and you have to answer quickly. Marty, how many Lords Leaping are there? Eight? Wrong. Ten. Ten. Very good, oh, Alex. I thought it was nine. Alex, how many geese laying are there? <laughs> 
seven geese alliance. Wrong. It's six. six. Oh. You both failed the twelve yeah. days of Christmas <laughs> yeah. quiz. It's hard. It's hard. I had I to take actually... it back. That's the worst Christmas song. Oh, oh yeah. I love Twelve Days, yeah, especially no, when the Muppets do it. No, but I like all of the like um, variations of it, like all yeah, the parodies. The parodies and all are the, great. Yeah, I like yeah. the Muppets one where Miss Piggy keeps going. Marty, what's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Uh, best Christmas gift I ever got: um, a day off. I hear Amen. You. Yeah, that's amazing. No family, no no work, just alone. Time. You're a simple man. Yeah, Alex, best Christmas gift. Uh, 1997 Nintendo 64. Specific. Yeah, wow. that is specific. Who'd that come from? That was my parents. Yeah, no, that should change my life. Because then I like didn't have to talk to friends all the time. <laughs> How old were you in 1997? Do I want to know? I was nine. Oh, for baby. real? Yeah, I was born in 88. Liar. I'm 31. I was, I was 17 then. Uh, have <laughs> either of you ever had sex in which either you or your partner was dressed as Santa? No. No. <laughs> no, Ryan? My beard was pretty long. Um, so. I have these Santa uh, um, boxer shorts okay. that have a little like white trim on the bottom, sure. and I w- wore those prior to having sex. I think I may have gotten or given head while wearing a Santa hat. I think that's possible. Any special Christmas wishes or New Year's wishes before we wrap things up? I would just be so grateful if your listeners would take a listen to my album on Spotify or iTunes. Marty yes. Thomas, Slow Dancing with the Boy. Yes. It is so hard to make music. Wonderful, wonderful <laughs> yes. post-Christmas gift that. if, you ha- if uh, you're listening to this after Christmas. Alex? Uh, I'll just wish everybody with, like, you know, my uh, favorite religious statement. I'm of the church of, like, none of my business, so I just mind my business and let people live their own fucking lives. Love that. I want to thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan and JB. Next Saturday, we're going to have a brand new ass. We'll be talking to the author of a new book about the classic game show Match Game. I want to wish everyone Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, We love our listeners. And if you guys could grace us with just one last song, we're just going to bump out with uh, my favorite Christmas song of all time, which is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, made famous by the one and only Judy Garland, who uh, I believe is Marty's spirit animal. Hit it, guys. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, your troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, your troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us once more 
through the years we all will be together if the fate's allowed hang a shining star upon the highest bound so a merry little Christmas Have you 